When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Yeah, we were recording for three hours, and then it's like, oh, no, we won't. <laughs> really. So, uh, anyway, I, I'm Lee, and that's Todd. Todd, how are you? I am okay. How are you? I'm, I'm doing just... all right. I'm doing all right. You sure you're doing all right? You just you just worked a full day yesterday. Yesterday being December seventh. Took a full load yesterday. Full load. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's fun, it's funny because where I live, it rains every Sunday now. Like it's it's raining and it's depressing. That's sad. Um, I mean rain, rain, not like Seattle drizzle. This is like yeah. rain. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. It's sunny here. Come on down. Well, I mean, prison yard isn't isn't my my thing, but um. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, people say, you know, they're talking about Seattle and talking about like, oh, it always rains. It's like, oh, actually, it, it rains. It's cloudy. It's drizzle, but it's not usually heavy rain. It's like thunder and stuff like that. It's just when it's just constant rain, rain, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's but a sad thing. It is what it is. So thanks for listening. Uh, no. So, um, anywho, let's all start with uh, Seahawks. They listen to the best, to the best oh, part already. Let's be honest. You interrupt me. I was about to say something. <laughs> Seahawks. Seahawks. Um, yeah, anyway, so, uh, you know, last week, um, for all those millions of listeners, uh, you know, we talked to Geno Smith and what they should do at quarterbacks. So this this week, we're going to get into a little bit about the, uh, the re-signings that maybe Seattle should do. Not the free agents they should sign from other teams, but that the, the re-signings they should do from their own team. Yeah, their own um, team. Like, like Dan McGuire, for instance. Exactly. Um, that would be a he, definite yes. He had that one pass for your Dolphins. Um, it was incomplete, but he had that one pass. Good pass. So, uh, Rick Myrer, was he ever a Dolphin? He was a Dolphin, uh, wasn't he? Probably. I mean, at this point, I think everybody has been a Dolphin, a failed Dolphin quarterback. Yeah. Well, I don't think they got much playing time. I mean, I don't even know why McGuire had that one pass. That's it. He must have been a backup. Somebody got injured, go in for one play and throw a pass. I think it was a bet. I think it was a bet. It was a bet? Yeah, it had to be a bet. Oh, I thought you said a bat. I was like, it was a, he was thrown to a bat? A bet. Someone someone cleaned up in Vegas. Bet. You sounded more and more Canadian all the time. A, all the a time? Bet. A bet. A bet. A bet. A bet. A boot. A bet. It was a boot. Um, a bootleg. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> let's um, let's go ahead and start. Wait, wait, wait. With... Dan McGuire on a bootleg play? Really? <laughs> it's funny you say that. How run? Two steps? Um, well, those two steps being six eight, I mean that's the whole. That's field. true. That's true. He did get to the sideline for those two steps. So. 
Yeah, I mean, he just, I don't know. I mean, look at Tyreek Hill, and he just he just stepped over him. So, uh, Hill is taller than what I'm thinking. I mean, he's not Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State, right? Hill is like 6, or 6. He's like 5'10", right? I believe he is, yes. Hill is, Hill is 6'10". Looks a lot smaller on TV. It does. Weird. By the way, we're recording this on a Sunday. Do you plan on watching both of the conference championship games? I do. I'm not sure if I'll watch all of both. Uh, what? Uh, You're not going to watch all of both? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Repeat that, please. I really want to hear that again. <laughs> well, it is Sunday night, and if you're anything like me, you're watching all things great and small. All creatures great and small. That's true. I love that show. It's such a good show. It's a good show. PBS Mas- Masterpiece, uh, BBC, they do they do wonderful stuff. Masterpiece. Master Masterpiece. It's better than something else. So anyway, uh, speaking of Puna Ford, um, the, he's one of the... Uh, re- I have no idea. That's a horrible segue, but it is what it is. Puna Ford is one of the free agents the Seahawks have. I don't know why I got deep there. I looked down. My voice dropped. I'm doing a whole lot of octaves today. Yes. Look, Puna Ford, Rashad Penny, Austin Black, Geno Smith, Jonathan Abram, little-known <laughs> Seahawk, but he actually is on the team. A guy, LJ Collier, uh, Phil Haynes, Nick Ballore, Artie Burns, Drew Locke, Marquise Goodwin, Kyle Fuller, Justin Coleman, Tyler Ott, sadly, Josh Jones, Carson Tinker. So both the long snappers are free agents. That's interesting. Both the court, all the quarterbacks are free agents. Um, Jalen Tabor, um, Cullen Gellis, uh, some fullback who's never played. Isaiah Mack, Ryan Neal, Cody Barton, Penny Hart, Travis Homer, Tanner Muse. John Radigan, Brian Adams, and Daryl. I made the Brian Adams. See if you're <laughs> listening. And and uh, Daryl Johnston, I guess. I guess he's still not on yeah. Daryl Johnson, not the former fullback for the Cowboys. So some of those, uh, some of these, I think we we're not going to like go down every list and bring it out. No. The show would take five hours. But um, some of these we probably can agree on, right? L.J. Collier, he's gone, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Jones to me should be, yeah, I mean, he's had some moments, but he needs to not be resigned. I think. Yeah. Same. Um, the reverse of that is that Ryan Neal, who has been an, a restricted free agent up until this season is now a, an unrestricted free agent. And you have the, the quandary, the quadri, you have the quandary of Jamal Adams, who's already signed 18 million cap hit for next year. It's way too costly to actually release him, So they can't do that. He's on the team. Um, Diggs is, uh, should be on the team, and he's on the team. Also $18 million. So the highest, actually, the two highest cap hits on the Seahawks for 2023 are both safeties, which is interesting. I mean, they take up like right. over 10% of the cap themselves. Right. Ryan Neal, to me, should be, he should be have every opportunity, especially if, if Jamal Adams is still dealing with an injury, which it seems like he will be into next right. season. Ryan Neal should be the starter. Not Josh Jones. But then Ryan, how much how much are you going to spend on Ryan Neal? Uh, according to SpotTrack.com or SpoTrack.com, however you want to pronounce it, yeah, a really good source of, of info on all things of free agency, is uh, calculated market value. You uh, you can go ahead and laugh. $2.4 million average annual salary. If they can get this guy for five, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I mean – Yeah, that, that- – 
I, and that brings up a good point. Sorry to interrupt you, but um, well, sorry to interrupt. But um, <laughs> Ryan Neal, it's like it's the Seahawks last year when they re-signed, they extended Will Disley. They were kind of bidding against themselves. I, I I think NFL teams will know Ryan Neal more than NFL fans in general, not 12s, but NFL fans right. in general. Ryan Neal was the highest-ranked safety, according to Pro Football Focus, this year, for what you read into that. Some some teams exactly. hate that. But I'm just wondering what his – I wonder what his – Salary might. I mean, wonder what other teams are thinking they might right. offer him, or maybe two point four is what he should be paid. I mean, he's better than that comparatively speaking. But I'm wondering nope. if what what his market is. According to the Athletic, a, a paywalled site, but totally worth the money. Um, he would need a second round tender, four point three million, if they offer him that, which of course then would get them a second round pick if another team signs him. Or, of course, they could sign him to whatever they want. So to have a good chance to keep him at $4.3 million, they would be insane not to do that. Because like he said, pro football focus, which is not exactly infallible, but a reasonably intelligent source of ratings, rankings, truth. Uh, truth sounds. Truth sounds, indeed. We'll get to Hashtag that. Hashtag truth sounds. <laughs> Number one, safety in the league. How, why would you not keep this guy when you can keep him for five million, let's say? On, you because know, then you're aged. overpaying a whole group of safeties. I mean, I, I think they should. I'm just yeah, exactly. But don't they? But isn't that what they want? Didn't <clears throat> didn't John Schneider say that this the 49ers are the team that the Seahawks used to be? Like that's the team the Seahawks used to be. Did they have did they have any decent safeties back in the day? And I know you're just playing devil's advocate, but it's like, oh my God, this would. And I'm not saying they would replicate Chancellor and Thomas, but why would you? And they wanted to play three safety sets a lot. Why on earth would you not do that? Especially like you said, considering we don't know exactly how Jamal Adams is going to recover. But this is what they wanted. They just had the wrong guy in there. God knows why. But they had the wrong guy in there. If they can keep Ryan Neal for a very reasonable amount of money, they would be insane not to do that. I mean, you could argue that after the quarterback position, that's the second That's the second most important thing signing that they've got. Well, besides Ott or Tinker. Mm, that's true. But, but seriously, it's like – to me, in, unless he says, "I'm gonna, I need 12 million a year," and he might because he's worth it. DJ Reed last based, year, based on this, yeah. So, right, we don't know what he's gonna ask for, obviously. But if they can get him for what the uh, double what the apparent market value is, they've got to they've got to resign this guy. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know. One thing the team wants to do is is have a better running game consistently, better right. running, running game. And they've got Travis Homer, of course, and Rashad Penny. DJ Dallas is coming back. Ken Walker is obviously going to return. They need like two other backs who even better than Homer. Homer's great on special teams, but right, you know he, he's kind of hit and miss when it comes to running the ball. Rashad Penny sounded like he could have actually, if the season had gone on 
four or five more weeks, maybe had a chance to come back. So he should be healthy enough for 2023 mm-hmm. for right now. But he does get injured way too much. We also, I think we, I think everybody likes Rashad Penny. He doesn't want to get hurt. He wants to play. You see the emotion he shows when he does get it hurt. Right. And agreed. But the problem is, like, I'm assuming no team. He has all the ability in the world. We've seen that. I mean, he he has more ability as far as explosive plays than even Ken Walker. But it makes you wonder how much other teams are going to offer him, if any. Or if he comes back to Seattle, which I, I hope he does, he would be the second running back. He, Walker's going to be the starter. But you could rotate them out more than Seattle was able to rotate out this year if Penny stays healthy. I mean, right. I think they should bring him back, just not pay him very much. If he gets to be more than $3 million, you think, no, we're going to draft somebody and we got to move Com- on. Completely agreed. Completely agreed. It all depends on what they have to pay him, which is – I'm, basically, that's the answer for all of these players, right? Of course. It's like, well, you know, how much do they want? But how much will he settle for? But, yeah, if they can get him to come back for something in that range, and like you said, that injury history is, uh, I would certainly think, would make a lot of other teams gun-shy. I mean, it's got to make the Seahawks gun-shy. But if those are the only offers he gets, like $3.5 million, $4 million, $3 million would be wonderful – then why on earth would he not stay with the team that's stuck with him all this time? Right, just like Gino, which uh, is which is where the whole cap yeah. space because they have to pay, of as we course. talked about last week, they have to pay the draft picks, and they've, you know, as opposed to most recent years, Seattle has a really high draft pick in the first round, right? And they had one last year in the top ten, and while that's good in a lot of ways because hopefully that adds talent. It's a situation Seattle hasn't had to deal with because right. those those are all slotted and they're paying top 10 draft picks a lot more than you do if you are in the 20s, for instance, or trade right. down into the second round. So Seattle has to have enough room to, if they stick at number five, to, to uh, you know, do that and then uh, pay that guy. And then the other option, of course, is uh, what do you do with Drino? Because if you sign him to Again, twenty or twenty-five million—that's most of your cap room. And that's if they can sign him for that, because he could easily be looking at thirty-five, right, uh, or more. So, yeah, to me, twenty twenty-five million, absolutely, they have to sign him. Once you're pushing thirty, then it really becomes a question, um, because then you're back in the same position you were, which is what I argued all season long when people wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. They wanted whatever the flavor of the week was. It's like Because if any of those players had a successful season, they would be asking for 30, 35 million, blah, blah, blah. And then what did you do by moving on from Russell Wilson? Nothing. Although right. In Russ's case, a crap load of draft picks. But Yeah, that, that and you didn't expect yeah. Gino to be as good no. as he was. Exactly. Which is why they gave him a three and a half million dollar contract, which he managed to double because he was incredible. But yeah, he's worth a lot more than seven. But yeah, Maybe if he'll, he'll sign for like seven this year. <laughs> I mean, he will. Maybe I'm he will. Maybe he will. Yeah, if he can, if he comes back for like twenty five, which would be drastically underpaid. But if he would do it, uh, that would help the team a lot. Which of course has ramifications for every other, every other free agent signing. I think they should sign him for one year and hopefully sign the next Rick Myrer or Dan McGuire. That's, That'd be awesome. That's what I, I think. That's the plan. 
Yeah. So about Puna Ford, they've overpaid for Puna in the last, I mean, what, not $9 million or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's too high, especially for the production he's, he's getting. He's not, he's a good player, but he's not that good. No. And they, the they need to be better at defensive tackle. They do. Here's the tricky thing is that Pete Carroll, and I don't know the source, this is quoted on The Athletic, but they don't say where this. If it's Lee Vowell, you cannot believe him. <laughs> oh, that's true. He said that Seattle overplayed him and played him more as a five technique and three technique instead of nose tackle, which we know, which that's where he played best. Of course, the problem best was, which isn't a thing. Yeah, which is the problem is they have other nose tackles like Al Woods. Of course, Al Woods is like 187 years old in NFL years. Yeah, and, and still he was better great. than anybody else they have. Yeah, Al Woods is, played lights out. Absolutely. So do you keep Puna Ford knowing that you're still going to play him out of position? Does, well, hopefully does they sense? draft somebody. I mean, it could be Jalen yeah. Carter they draft, and then these, right. you know, Puna, Puna can rotate in. He's still, he's still never – like, I think the hope was when he was an undrafted player who was should have been drafted at least in the first four rounds because he was short, right? But he definitely had the talent. But they thought, well, oh, maybe he's just a smaller version – of, of an Aaron Donald type player, not Aaron Donald, because who is? Right. But t- that kind of player where he can supply some interior pass rush. And he does that right. in a game here and a game there. But overall, he doesn't. And he also wasn't that great against the run this year. And maybe he is playing a little bit out of position, but still along the interior of the defensive line. So he should right. should have been better than he was. He's just not consistent. Yeah, totally agree. You know, but that when the issue is if they really think he needs to be at nose tackle, well, then what are you going to do without Woods? Uh, and and, and uh, you know, so it's. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like, not kind of like. I mean, they just need to say, sayonara, see ya later. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, and I think they need to do the same thing with Shelby Harris. Not that he was a bad player, but they're they could save nine like nine million bucks by releasing. Shelby Harris are reworking his contract and he no offense to Harris, but he's not, I mean, he has cap is like $12 million next year, which yeah. that's, that's not going to happen. Which, same which thing I, shouldn't happen anyway. Yeah. And I think they'll do the same, exactly what you said. I think they'll release him and rework the contract and bring him back because they like doing that a lot. Yeah. So. If the player is willing to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and Gabe, Gabe Jackson guard, I think he, again, he's not a free agent quote unquote right now, but they save, like six and a half million dollars if they release him. And he's, yeah, he basically was done this year. They rotated him out with Phil Haynes, who is a free agent. But I think Haynes's play wasn't so great that some team's going to be like, oh, eight million dollars for him. I think they can get Haynes back, you know, exactly whatever it is, um, you know, five million dollars or less. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can get him back. Yeah, because um, he'll play Jackson easily. Yeah, and he, he's his. Problem is he's been banged up so much. Not that he doesn't have talent over his career. Um, so, you know, uh, but uh, Nick Ballor would be nice to have back just because he's great in the locker room. And it seems like they always do the same thing every year. They they don't they they either release him and then we work his contract and he comes back. I think he likes being in Seattle. Clearly, yeah. he'll be um, back because it's not going to cost a lot of money. Coach. Right. <laughs> he'll he'll be back and and it's not going to cost a lot of money and like you said he's excellent in the locker room he's excellent on special teams 
And, you know, he, he gets like one or two offensive plays a year, and he's totally worth it. So. Yeah. Oh, and one or two uh, defensive players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is quite true. He does. Yeah, yeah he needs um, to come back, absolutely. And Drew Locke. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Drew Locke. He's a free agent, but who's going to want him? I mean, no offense to Locke. He just, you know. Yeah, there's no, reason, there's no reason that any team would be clamoring for him because the only chance he ever had to show anything was with a horrible system on a horrible organization. So, you know, uh, if they bring him back, it should be for a very small amount of money. Right. And, and, and as the backup to yeah. whoever. Yeah, absolutely, as the backup, unless they draft a rookie, in which case he's got the job for, what, four or five games maybe? Maybe. I mean, if it depends on if they take a rookie at number five um, overall, because if they do, that guy should be starting. Hopefully it's not Will Levis. But say it's uh, <laughs> CJ CJ Stroud or Dan Marino or Bryce Young, you know it's um, I'm not, then. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not starting a rookie quarterback. I know that's. I, I'm not going to do it. Not right out of the shoot. So they uh, need a, a decent backup. I mean, and, you were the general manager for the Steelers when you drafted Terry Bradshaw. Look how that worked out. That's true. Oh wait, no, that proves your point. Sorry about that. <laughs> Dan Marino. I mean, you know, it's like. Rookie court, even great. We talked about this before. Is like even quarterbacks who became great quarterbacks, hi Peyton, were awful in their rookie seasons, especially in the first few games. So he doesn't need to be out there. I don't care how great the offensive line is going to be, and depending on how they draft and who they resign, they should have a phenomenal offensive line. Right. Because they got some pretty good anchors in those tackles. Yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't resign Austin Blythe. That's. <laughs> That was that was the natural segue. Thank you very much. Yeah, same thing. Because um, you can draft a center yes. in the third or fourth round, a good one, if that's right. all they are, and they right. can start right away. Exactly. And we've seen that tons. Caleb Humphreys of, of the Chiefs did that. I mean, he's talented, but again, he you're not going to take him in the top ten picks of no. the NFL draft, even though he's, you know, his, relative to his position, he's worthy of that. But still, I mean, I think they it just didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Or if they get a, a center in the second round, if they get a center in the second round, it's like taking a quarterback number five overall. They almost have to be immediate starters. And maybe they should. If you get a mauler center, centers always seem like they're smart, smart guys. Right. They better be. Yeah. Who yeah, ever said, oh, he's a stupid center. <laughs> it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Uh, the first name that popped into my mind, Mike Webster. I mean, Mike one Webster of the best, is stupid. One of the best, <laughs> one of the best centers ever. Drafted it's really in, dumb, but <laughs> drafted in the fifth that's round. That's harsh. Yeah, well, um, that's my that's my motto. That's my M. Oh. Yeah. Or who's the guy for the for the Dolphins for all those years? It was fantastic. Dwight Stevenson. Uh, Dwight Stevenson. Yeah. You know, so I mean, these guys, like you said, you can get a phenomenal center late, relatively late in the draft. You're not going to be spending. Uh, you know, Stevenson actually was a second round pick, which is crazy. But yeah, but I think they should do that this year. I, the Dolphins. Seattle, not the Dolphins. But, but they, uh, yeah. Was he worth the second round pick? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> so, you know, I they could have had Favre. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, they could have. But they don't need. But yeah, you don't need to draft a center in the second round. You can get, like you said, third round, fourth round. You can get a guy who can just jump right in and start. Yep. 
So uh, let's move on from from Seahawks uh, for the last little bit of the show, because people are like, we already know all this stuff and our opinions are better than yours. And they probably are. Probably. So uh, did you, you know, finals? Probably or absolutely. Well, I mean, you might have a Mike Webster out there um, based on what you were saying. No offense to Mike Webster's family or Dwight Stevenson or his family or any of the families listening. So I have no idea where I'm there, going with this. There, but there, are no, there are no families listening. Are no you kidding me? It's not a family show. No, it's not. It's not, not Megan. So um, <laughs> uh, the Australian Open was was this morning. Did you wake up very early and watch the Australian Open? I did not wake up early and watch three thirty because I'm dealing with headaches. Not you, which is probably would be actual. Uh, no, I did not. Did you? I, never I, I didn't wake up that that what? early. I, it, last few times it's been on when I've gotten up, um, but I did. This was a straight set. Djokovic won, so won yeah. 28 straight matches. Would have been 35 except for those silly Australians keeping them out, kicking them out of the country last year. But 20, <laughs> 28 straight matches, which means the last four years he's played there, he hasn't lost a match. Four, basically four them. But he's he's moved back to number one. I thought it was cool that whoever won went back to because people don't know tennis rankings kind of roll over. It's not like oh okay we're starting fresh. But whoever was going to be whoever won because the majors have a lot more points. Sissi Pass or Djokovic would have been number one, and Sissi Pass has got to be thinking the next finals I'm in Grand Slam final I'm in. Please just don't let it be against this guy. <laughs> But um yeah anyway Djokovic is up to number 20 or up to 22 tied with Nadal now but 10 time Australian Open champion crazy just insane yeah i mean it's as dominant as Nadal is on clay which is crazy yeah. when you think about it and yeah. we're, we're not in a day and age where it's like there's not no talent out there it was nice to see all the Americans make it yeah but Tommy Paul who was i mean he he was playing fantastically and then he ran into Djokovic and just got destroyed but yep. that's what happens you know and it's a learning experience but anyway the did uh yeah so sure. that was good um it looks like your dolphins are not expected to pursue tom brady thank god not sure why they uh, would yeah i was talking about this with a, another human being and was it tom brady no it's actually it wasn't too a that would be rude it was Chat GTP, and Chat GTP says, "Ed Brady's, he's washed up." Uh, it was Djokovic, right? That's what your question to him. After that. <laughs> that would be my question. So, what do you think about Tom Brady? That'd probably be what I would ask. Oh, I, let me interrupt here for just a second. Did you see? Um, and, and Djokovic meant no rudeness about this, but earlier, well, late last week, um, they, the question was brought up about, "Hey, do you remember when you played Sissipas in the French or?" Well, I think the question came up about Sissipas being in any Grand Slam finals, and Djokovic said, I, I don't think he's been in any Grand Slam finals, right? Which, you know, when you win so many Grand Slam finals, you might right. forget, oh, yeah, I beat this guy uh, in a Grand Slam final at the French Open. Exactly. So I don't think he meant any disrespect at all. No, I don't think so. But um, Sissipas was asked about that. I don't know if you saw it. And no. they were like, oh, so, you know, and when Djokovic was asked, he said he didn't remember the final. And Sissy Pasta's answer was, I don't remember it either. <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, anywho. Because <laughs> why would he? Could not. 
That's right. But uh, but yeah, you were talking to uh, uh, Djokovic about Tom Brady coming over to the... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To the dolphins. That would be an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind moment for me. Too. Yes, Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, I did. And Jim Carrey makes said. Makes sense because it's the dolphins, right? He's done. He's done. Yeah, of course. He's Ventura. Yep. Um, you th- yeah, I mean. Finkel. 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 Finkel should be signed before Tom Brady. Um, what does Tom Brady offer a team at this point? Um, at this point in his career, he a, a record, a legacy. He's still a decent quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. But I, I don't think a team like Miami, a team like Miami needs. Heck, Tua was great, but I think even with Tua, they need a guy who can throw the ball a long ways and do it accurately. And I don't know if Brady does that nearly as well. I, I don't see what Brady offers. No. He doesn't fit in that offense anyway. I don't see what Brady offers any offense at this point. Well, if he's with the 49ers. That, that, you, that you can't address with a cheaper player. Oh, that's and true. A player, and a player who has, I don't know, some kind of a future. Uh, you know, if they can get him for like $3 million, okay. He's not going to do that. Yeah, like you said, on, honestly, the 49ers, that would be a great fit. But why the hell would they do that? I mean, regardless of who they have, if they literally have no quarterbacks on the roster, that would be a stupid move. If they had Brock Purdy. If only they had Brock Purdy on the roster, they would be saved, which is absolutely insane, right? But no, dude. I mean, it's like the rumors that the Jets, oh, the Jets got Hackett. So because he's got that relationship with the idiot up in Green Bay and we'll get Rodgers. It's like uh, same thing, except Rodgers is a moron. Yeah. Yeah. And and a horrible person in the locker room, basically. Not with everybody, but, you know, he's not the best teammate. Clearly yeah. someone who risks your life is not the best freaking teammate now, is he? And let's see. What's their cap space? Eh, they have less than $3 million. Right. So Which how, kind of is surprising, right? How are, you going to get, how are you going to get a guy with a contract the size of Aaron Rodgers when you have less than $3 million in cap space? Well, it's, it's a malleable thing, though. Yeah, you know, it is. Cap but, is, but is it malleable to that extent? It isn't. I don't know. It's like, what kind of a team are you going to have left so you can pay this idiot? And and besides that, why did you hire the other idiot to begin with? It's like, <laughs> you know how many times Hackett, the genius, as an OC, was beyond the top ten like twice? Right. Like he runs average offenses over, and he doesn't. He didn't call plays. He's he's the he's the OC version of the late not lamented Ken Norton Jr. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh look, he had one good year. It's like, well, let's look at the talent that he had. Did he have any other good years? No, he has no track record that make you think this guy is a legitimate championship defensive coordinator. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, I get it. If if again, and this guy has no track record as an OC. Yeah, and if he going back to Green Bay, if he had called plays and they were successful, he he didn't call plays there. 
Yep. That's the thing. It's like, and then he goes to Denver and he calls plays, and that's really the main issue, is that he was calling the plays. And now you're bringing him, and and, and I don't really care about the Jets. So our friend Ted Hicks, his team wins games when they're not I, playing the Seahawks or the Dolphins. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm not really sure, I'm not sure what the long term plan is because you're bringing in a guy who you know isn't very good at calling plays. What's well, he? Why is he an upgrade? It makes no sense. Unless it is Rodgers. The coach. Salah is an excellent coach. I really think he is an excellent head coach. I think he is an excellent defensive coach. I think he's a great coach, but I think he's a great defensive coach, not offensive coach. And that's the issue. Definitely a great defensive coach. But he had a comment, and of course, he has to say this. But he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, yes, we believe in Zach Wilson. We're going to work with him. It's like, no, you don't. I know you have to say this because if you say the truth – the guy has – there's zero value. He basically has zero value anyway. Right. But you can't say is like, yeah, this guy's a piece of crap. He's not a team player. He's an idiot. I can't wait to get rid of his ass, which is what he really feels. I mean if he doesn't think that, he doesn't He doesn't even know football, and obviously he does. Right. There's, there's no way in hell he believes that. And yeah, Zach Wilson I, is like Aaron Rodgers, except Rodgers actually has some accolades behind him. And, and some talent. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson is the Aaron Rodgers without any talent. I mean, he's got some talent, but not a lot. And not even at the level, close to the level of Aaron Rodgers now, let alone Aaron Rodgers, which it's the same thing with Brady. People keep on talking about, oh, I want this guy. It's like, no, you want the Aaron Rodgers of, I don't know, 2012, 2013. You don't want the Aaron Rodgers of 2023. You don't want Tom Brady now. It's like, you know, you're mystified by, oh, my God, he's got three MVPs and blah, blah, blah. It's like had (laughs) is the operative term there. Had. You know, it's like, no, dude, these guys, I'm not saying they're washed up, but to to pin your hopes, your championship hopes on these guys, you're insane. Right. I mean, he's a possession quarterback, like a possession receiver at this point is what he is, right? And you have to have, to just have a great defense. Um, that should get better even next year. But at the same point, you're, you have players like Garrett Wilson on the Jets team who need a quarterback that is more dynamic than Tom Brady to get the yeah. best out of their ability. Yeah. You need someone like a, a the current Ty Detmer, Zach Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. You, you need a <laughs> – I mean, Gino going back to New York. <laughs> I hate to say it, but, I mean, nope, that would nope. be – don't see that happening, but I mean, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be funny though if Gino goes to New York, Hackett is the offensive coordinator, and the offense is like great, and you're like, maybe the issue wasn't Hackett. That would be insane. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. We talked about it in pre-pro again. Hi Ted, who do you think is going to have the better season this year? All jokes aside, and because it would be terrible and off color and horrible, and this is a family show, except it's not. Would it be dangerous? Or the guy who's really dangerous, Deshaun. I, th- I mean, so it kind of goes back to when the Texans were Texans and, and Seahawks played, and the Seahawks still had right. um, Sherman and Thomas and Watson on the field. That uh, Deshaun Watson is a horrible uh, human being, yeah. but on the field, he did things against that still really good Seahawks defense that other quarterbacks can't. His his talent. His talent is is high end. It makes you wonder what happened in Cleveland because they didn't really do a whole lot. 
and he, his numbers were with the Texans, even when they were atrocious, were, were good. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good quarterback. And if I were, I hate to say this again, this is not about the person, Deshaun Watson. But if right. I had a team and that was they were both robots and they were just the Russell Wilson on the field versus Deshaun Watson on the field, I'd yeah. take Watson all the time over over Wilson. He's I, I think Wilson's issue, and we saw it this year with Geno. Wilson's issue is he can't see the middle of the field. Geno could. That helped the offense a ton. Watson's taller. He can see. He's he's younger. But again, back to reality, those two, I don't want Deshaun Watson anywhere near my team because he's a horrible I, person. I can't believe you didn't cue the music when you said back back to reality. Oh, I, I've heard music the whole time. Don't you hear Back in Black by ACDC? <laughs> uh you know watson started off really slowly when he came in for cleveland which and people say oh he had rust it's like dude you had a year and a half to work out it's like why did you have rust um last couple games were better but i don't i don't know i, I agree with everything you said about the the person it's like yeah absolutely i don't want deshaun watson near my team for the person he is on the field yeah, I think he'll, uh, and not just because he's younger, but because Wilson had fell off a cliff this season, and he was he was looking over it the past like year and a half with the Hawks, and this year he just went, hey, I'm gonna go skydiving. Oh wait, I forgot my shoot. Right. I, I think he'll bounce back. I mean, for one thing, he didn't have Hackett screwing everything up, but still, and he can't he, be as bad as he was this year. Yeah. No, he can't. I really hope he isn't. Because like we said, it's not like we were rooting against him. We just wanted Denver to lose a lot so we get a great pick and we, we got it. So he can do whatever he wants now. It would be great to see him come back and have a good have a good year. Yeah. But Make he, sure we don't care if the yeah. Broncos go undefeated. It makes but, no difference. But he really needs to face reality and stop saying crap like, it's like, oh, we're, we got the process and we're doing everything. It's like, <sighs> no, dude. No, dude. If you think this is working, you're not looking at the scoreboard. Uh, what is wrong with a guy? I mean, positivity is one thing, but delusion completely different. And he was absolutely delusional with all that crap last year. Absolutely. So hopefully he gets it together and hopefully he gives himself a reality check and said, man, I really sucked. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping he's that. Um, because he has to do for objective him to about himself. Exactly. For him to improve, he has to realize it's like, I'm missing things dreadfully and often that I didn't used to do. So how can I fix that? Because if he doesn't recognize that, he can't fix it. And I hope right. he does. Yeah. Yeah. Again, next year is like we wanted him to lose every game this year. Next year, right. don't really care. I don't want him to win a Super Bowl just because that would be like, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. But but again, that's that's just because I'm a Seahawks fan. It's not anything anti-Russ. I just would rather Seahawks win the Super Bowl than then Wilson, it's not like, uh huh, we won a Super Bowl and Russell Wilson didn't. It's just like I don't want him to go to to another team and win a Super Bowl. Of course, I don't. I can't see that team winning the Super Bowl. Something would have to drastically change this off season. Yeah, uh, and they gave up a lot of talent to get Russ. Right, and they'd have to be like, oh, the Chiefs have just they, everybody decided to retire. Then, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> we've we've done enough. So that would do it. So who you got winning today? I can't remember what the picks were. I, I still got. I've, I think I ended up with the 49ers and the Bengals, and I still feel I, like I have the same picks: the 49ers and the Bengals. I mean, obviously Philadelphia has the better quarterback. 
without a doubt, between those two teams. But Brock Purdy, even against Dallas, the dude's the dude's Mr. Irrelevant against a really good defense didn't get rattled. He didn't have a great game, but he did not get rattled. He did not play like the last pick in the draft, and that's all they needed. That's all San Francisco needs to win. Like right. I don't see him. You don't have to win the, the games. Just don't lose the game. Exactly. Whereas the Eagles, Hertz is phenomenal, and it's a really, really so good weird team. To say, but I mean, because we we saw him in Alabama, and it's like oh. right. It is bizarre, right? But they haven't faced they haven't faced the Niners' defense. I mean, Philadelphia has an excellent defense, but the Niners' defense is like it's steps so ahead. Stupidly good. Yeah. So I. Which I makes you think how good how good was Geno Smith against? I mean, maybe the second half one, but yeah. they had 17 at halftime, and they were legit. I mean, even the field goal, oh, yeah. he still had to make it from 56. Yeah, but th- exactly. those were legit points. They were in the game at halftime. The 49ers yeah. are a much better team than the Seahawks, yeah. but the Seahawks are doing they did stuff the Cowboys couldn't do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're more familiar with the team, yeah, the Seahawks are more familiar with the 49ers defense, but so the vice versa is true, you know. So it's like. The 49ers could have completely shut the Seahawks down, but right. I don't know. Exactly. Seattle, the second half was a blowout. It deserved to be a blowout. They're not as good as the 49ers. They still had a lead at halftime. Yep, which is why we both think the Niners will, will beat the Eagles today. And the, the Bengals Chiefs, you know, we'll see how <clears throat> Mahomes deals with that high ankle sprain. Um, hopefully, I, I mean, a, but the Bengals just might better. be better. I mean, they've beaten oh, I agree. the Chiefs, what, three straight times? Three straight, I agree. And even if Mahomes was perfectly healthy, I'd probably still go with the Bengals. Just, where does this? Where did this meme come up of that the Bengals are annoying? Where, where did that come from? I think it happened with the Eli Apple comments after the Bills game. And then Joe Burrow being, um, he doesn't say anything, but he dresses a little bit, you know, differently, um, intentionally, so... But, I mean, it's like – well, that's the thing. I, I think yeah. what's happening is um, we have this three-headed monster, at least right now, right, in the AFC yeah. with yeah. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and those three teams. And it's like the Chiefs are like, uh, what's the dislike, you know? And then it's like yeah. the Bills, it's like, oh, we can't dislike the Bills after the season they've had. I mean, Josh Allen might be a little full of himself at times, but he's an NFL quarterback. He, he has oh. the right to do that. Yeah. But then it's like, what's the team that could be annoying? Because Cincinnati, Cincinnati is in, you know, nobody cares about the town. And these players are like, yeah, how it is. So I think that it's easier guess, for yeah. them to be the target. But but I'm not sure why, because it's like, yeah, you're, you're hunting for a team and instead of it naturally. Yeah. There was a there was a reason the Cowboys of the early nineties were easy to dislike. Heck, yeah. Seahawks fans, great. And still are. Yeah, but it's like the Legion of Boom. There were probably fans who just hated Seattle, and they had the right to. It was a brash young group. Cincinnati right. doesn't really. If Eli Apple is your reason for not liking a team, ah, get a life. I mean, it's yeah. Eli Apple. Yeah, he won't even be on the team next year, probably. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, I would go with the Bengals even with a healthy Mahomes, but I think it'd be a lot closer game. Uh, I mean, I still think both games will be close. Uh, definitely, if I if the second the AFC Championship, that's the one I, that I'm not going to. Oh, I'm thinking I'm going to go to get a sandwich for half an hour. Like <laughs> the other game is like 
because you might literally not miss a single scoring play if you maybe miss miss half, the, half destroyed the game. The Bills. No, I mean over the other game with the. Uh, oh, they said AFC. Yeah. With that, yeah, AFC game is the one I'm watching, but with the NFC Championship, it's oh, like, I gotcha. you, yeah. you can miss half the game, and it's like, oh look, it's the same score, which yeah, it does true. not say it's not exciting because that would mean in this case not offensive ineptitude but defensive crazy Greatness. prowess. Yeah, exactly. So going to be two and, and watch, of course, the it'll be a it'll be a sh- absolute shootout between the Eagles. <laughs> and the Niners right. and the other one will be like two nothing. It's like Ugh, we all yeah, saw that exactly. coming. <laughs> because I mean we've seen it all, all that stuff happen before, right? It's oh yeah, just like Absolutely. you just never know. No, um, yeah. I mean you think about like in those Forty ers teams that were fantastic. Um, you know, in the eighty, especially late eighties with that great offense, they'd go into the playoffs and they'd win nineteen to three because their defense was so great. And it could be the same thing with the, the Chiefs and Bengals. It's like, you know, maybe they end up playing that kind of game or maybe they play the 49ers and beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl 17-3. to Because they're – Yeah. All these teams are really a notch above everybody else, right? They are – they're yeah. legit. Every they're team good. is good and every team is capable of beating any other team and winning the Super Bowl. So that's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. what makes us so fun. Yeah, and they all proved it in the in the playoffs because the Cowboys just got uh, the score was relatively close, but they were they got dismantled, right. and the Bills totally got dismantled. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they got. I that was that game was weird because I kept I was watching it and it was I was thinking you know it's the 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 Bengals are they they have no fear maybe that's part of it you know it's like they they don't fear anything I mean they they have confidence and maybe it's People yeah. are taking that the wrong way, but I was watching the Could Bills be. Bengals yeah. game and I was thinking this, this feels this feels like a blowout, you know. And I was like, and then dawned on me, this game actually is a blowout. This game is not close. Yeah, it was a blowout, yeah, twenty-seven and, to ten. And they should feel extremely confident, borderline cocky, because where did they come came from? Uh, they they were awful just a few years ago, and you know they've started off both two seasons. They've started off as like, wow, they're awful. And then, oh, nah, yeah. let's, let's flip the switch and show everybody how good we are. And it's like, do you remember two teams like that this late in the season, 49ers and Bengals that hadn't lost in months? No. I mean, one team, no. maybe, but two, it's just weird. Yeah. It's like yeah. neither Usually. one of them have lost, lost in three months, right? Just about, yeah. Uh, Niners are on what? What are they on? 12 straight now, counting the playoffs? Maybe. Aren't the Bengals on 11, 10 or 11? I think the Bengals are 10 or 11, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is insane because usually, especially, you got the playoffs locked in, you rest your starters, blah, 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 and it's like, nah, let's just steamroll everybody. Not that that they won every game like that, but, I mean, when you win that many games, you're steamrolling everybody. I don't care if you won by one point. I mean, you're still winning. That is really crazy for two teams to be on such long streaks. Yeah. And the Eagles, could, and they've had some had injury that hurts, obviously, which set right. them back. They still only have three losses, and the Chiefs also have three losses. I mean, yeah, it's not to say those teams are garbage because yeah. you just said it's like obviously we could have a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, which would be a terrific game. That's that's what makes me really happy about not notwithstanding the fact that the Seahawks aren't in it, but we've got four really good teams. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the two of those teams have four losses. They suck. <laughs> um, 
All right, we're gonna do. We're gonna finish with the old school thing. Old school. Uh, yeah, old school. Since we're almost out of time, but um, we used to be able to do this intro that said, "These are the Rob Gordons," but because it's sort of live and I'm too lazy to find out where this is. Um, Rob Gordons are basically. I can't remember the last time we did these, but basically they're just top five of whatever. It could be anything. It has nothing to do with football. It could have something to do with football, but it's never intentional. It's just, it is what it is. So, do you want to tell our thousands of listeners, which is me a thousand times, what our Rob Gordons are for this week? From High Fidelity, five songs for a desert island. Oh, it was from the High Fidelity soundtrack? Hold on, let me redo mine real fast. They're all Jack Black. It's that cover of that Marvin Gaye song. Um, <laughs> so, right. um, I'll go. I'll go first because this was yes. your idea. Top five songs to have on a desert island, right? Right. Um, so I don't have these in any order whatsoever. I, I, I wrote I down either. five. I don't either. I don't have mine in like. Oh, this is the song. But. Okay. So I won't say number five, even though yeah. it kind of goes against the whole top five thing. But yeah. a sure. fifth. There. The fifth song that I have. I'm gonna go in reverse order for no reason because I don't have any order. Is uh, Black Star which is uh, on David Bowie's last album, um, which is really just about overcoming or it's a redemptive song. You know, he knows he's made the whole album knowing he's going to pass away from cancer. And the song is just like F cancer and F death kind of thing. So black star by David Bowie is, is my number or is my fifth song that I'm listing. Hopefully oh, that was a weirded word, weird, Hopefully. weird way of saying that. Hopefully you can hear my applause. I'm going to go meta on this one, and I'm going to go with Beginnings by Chicago, because I know you love Chicago so much. If you if this is going where I think it's going in that whole era, yeah, it's going to be a short Rob Gordon's. So number four for me, <laughs> I will shut this thing down. Um, so uh, a, the fourth song on the list for me is uh, There is a Light That Never Goes Out by The Smiths. Again, it's uh, just uh, one of those that's like, uh, it's kind of hopeful. I, I try to make all mine kind of hopeful instead of like, yeah, number four for me is Black by Pearl Jam. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I love that song, but I don't think I'd want it on a desert island necessarily. Exactly. If especially if I'm stuck there by myself. Yeah, because that's the thing. Well, that would be kind of sad indeed. <laughs> and I must say, I am shocked that you went with David Bowie and the Smiths with a. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I, I don't have Depeche Mode on this. I will say. What? But it's funny. It's funny. What? It's like you're. It's it's not like you want to be like a. a have a plane crash, right? And you're the only person that survives and you somehow swim to this desert island. You're the only person there. And it's like, well, the only CD I have left is Dirt by Alice in Chains. So I guess this is what I'm listening to. It's, you know. <laughs> probably. Probably not going to listen. It's like, eh, it makes a nice Frisbee. <laughs> and, a, and a cutting tool. Great uh, album, but still, I'm already depressed enough. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to go with And I Love Her by The Beatles. I just... Okay. I, there's a zillion Beatles songs, obviously, and for me, it's just eh, you know it would make me it would remind me it's like how sad I am because I'm on the desert island by myself. <laughs> be a day in the life; it never ends; just keeps going. Right? Be, um, uh, so the third song on my list is "Down Presser Man" by Peter Tosh. I, I always had an affinity for Peter Tosh. I like Bob Marley, but uh, I like Tosh's more uh, outspoken politicism, um, and it's a fun song. And my third song is Ball of Confusion by The Temps. Temps. Not The Temptations, The Temps. 
like right. there's literally like five people who came in. It's like, yeah, we don't know how long you're going to be working here. But yeah, I'm going with that because that's how I would feel on the desert island. I, would I thought that was the four tops. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the four tops are like, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they're good, but, you know, they kind of get washed away by the temptations. It's like, they do. Yeah. They do. Um, a number, uh, the second song on my list, I keep saying the number, um, anyway, the second song on my, on my list is Tenderness by General Public, which again, is just kind of a fun, fun, fluffy song. Fluffy song. I'm going with a fun, fluffy song where the streets have no name again by the temps, the same guys. That's just a cover band. <laughs> That's right. It's should have been number two. Number two on my uh, list is uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell by the Stooges. No. I'm just <laughs> Great song. Still. And awesome series also. Um, Very angry at this. Almost at <laughs> this pine cone. What the hell tree? What, what was the tree I'm looking for? The elm thing? Damn it. The dead Dutch elm that died of a disease. The dead Dutch elm. Um, Weevils, man. Palm tree. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, so the, the last song on my, of my five is a song called Pillage by 24-7 Spies because it's, uh, it's like six minutes and it's like three songs all in one. So I never can get tired of listening to it, which I would need to be on the would not need to be tired of listening to a song if I'm stuck on a desert island. Sure. I don't know how I'm playing these songs on a desert island. Well, I discussed in prepo you have like a yeah prepo we didn't say it live for little, the thousands tiny, of times i listened to this little, little tiny nanopod that we have solar panels for to charge and that way you know because why would you wish for something practical like a boat that's like, right yeah somebody left that boom box in the palm tree <laughs> thank god it's got eternal batteries and and my final song is take five haha <laughs> get it Take five. Actually, no. Take five would really be probably is it take five by take five. The only song that not by take five. That would be boy. Talk about mind blowing. <laughs> probably right now in this moment, because it would be five different songs if we do this next week. Uh, that would probably be the one song that I would take at this very moment. That's the one I would listen to. Dave Brubeck didn't, didn't go. Um, didn't go with any of the. Uh... Nope, didn't go with those bands from that Toronto you hate. or anything. I mean, no, didn't like bare naked ladies or no, didn't go, didn't go with no. that. And didn't go with Iron Butterfly because I thought about that because hell, man, it's like I can listen to that song and feel like I've only been here for two minutes and it's been That's twelve right. years and I only exactly. listened to one song. That's right. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because I almost made a joke about yeah, it's one of the Wagner operas. Is <laughs> About the same thing. It's like, oh, let's see, we got the Ninth Symphony. Um, but I would not listen. And Agata Davida is. It's one of the shorter versions, uh, shorter, shorter sections of a Wagner opera. It is. It's. It is very Wagnerian indeed. That's right. A lot of white people. I am by that. I mean, honest Wagner. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> hello, that, palm tree. Do you want to buy that. this baseball card? Why are you the worst?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.